you are now tuned into Civil War Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, here to guide you through the fields and towns of mid-19th century America as we delve into the epic conflict that shaped the very soul of this great nation, the Civil War. Together, we'll explore riveting stories from an era of transformation and sacrifice, hearing tales of valiant charges, whispered plots, and the profound human experiences behind the blue and the gray. And if your historical appetite is still hungry for more tales of valor and conflict, be sure to check out our companion podcast, World War II Stories, where we unravel the global conflict that raged nearly a century later. You can find the link in the description or make your way to podhour.com ww2. So, ready your ears and steady your hearts as we traverse through the pages of time, delving into a chapter of history where a nation fought for its very identity. In the annals of American history, few events hold as much gravity as the Civil War, a tumultuous period that revealed both the fragility and the enduring strength of the nation. Woven within this larger tapestry are myriad tales of heroism, strategy, and loss, each playing a crucial role in shaping the course of the conflict and the character of the United States. Among these tales, the Battle of Chantilly stands as a poignant testament to the unyielding spirit of the soldiers and the high stakes at play. The Battle of Chantilly, or Ox Hill as it is known by some, was a key engagement fought on the outskirts of Fairfax, Virginia, on September 1, 1862. It was a battle that unfolded amidst a savage thunderstorm, a battle that saw one of the Union's most promising generals fall, a battle that turned the tides of the Civil War in ways both visible and subtle. Yet, it is a battle that often gets overshadowed by more famous engagements such as Gettysburg or Antietam. Our journey takes us into the heart of this tumultuous period, focusing on the intricate maneuvers that led to the battle, the personalities that shaped its course, and the impact it had on the broader theater of war. We delve into the complex politics of the time, the strategies employed by Confederate General Robert E. Lee and his Union adversaries, and the courageous sacrifice of Union General Philip Kearney. The tale of Chantilly is not merely a chronicle of military tactics and political maneuverings, it is a tale of human spirit and resilience, etched onto the canvas of a nation grappling with its own identity. As we delve into this story, let us not forget that it is one among thousands, each one contributing to the larger narrative of a country's struggle to define itself. This is the story of the Battle of Chantilly, an often overlooked but pivotal chapter in America's Civil War. Chapter 1. Storm Clouds Gather At the heart of the Civil War lay a tangled weave of both military strategy and political maneuvering, a battlefield where politics and warfare intertwined to shape the destiny of a nation. From the marbled halls of power in Washington, D.C. and Richmond, to the muddy trenches of frontline encampments, decisions were influenced as much by ideology and politics as by tactical considerations. In the North, President Abraham Lincoln sat at the helm, a quiet and thoughtful man whose gaunt face bore the weight of the nation's struggles. Lincoln was a political genius in his own right. He understood that war was an extension of politics, and his primary aim was to preserve the Union. Lincoln's decisions, thus, reflected not just military pragmatism but also political strategy. 
he was tasked with appeasing both the abolitionist voices clamoring for a swift end to slavery and the more moderate factions urging a gentler approach to bring the seceded states back into the fold. Meanwhile, in the South, President Jefferson Davis, a man of strong convictions and a former soldier, took a different approach. Davis understood the power of symbolism and used it to rally his people around the Confederate cause. His administration's strategies were largely shaped by the need to legitimize the Confederacy's existence, both at home and on the international stage, and to maintain the morale and fighting spirit of his outnumbered and outresourced armies. As the war raged on, the political and military leaders on both sides continually adapted their strategies to shifting circumstances. It was this melding of politics and war that set the stage for the dramatic events to unfold at the Battle of Chantilly. Amidst the grand tapestry of the Civil War, these two leaders, Lincoln and Davis, held the strings of strategy and politics, guiding their sides through the turbulent and bloody waters. Their decisions and the pressures they faced were leading them toward a small Virginia hamlet named Chantilly, a place that would soon echo with the sounds of gunfire, the cries of men, and the thunder of a sudden storm. On the military stage, the Confederate General Robert E. Lee was a figure of immense stature. His contemporaries often compared him to a fox, an apt metaphor for a man renowned for his cunning and strategic acumen. Lee's strategy, in essence, was to protect Richmond, the Confederate capital, at all costs. He was vastly outnumbered, but he had the home ground advantage and an uncanny ability to read his enemy. Across the battlefield, several Union generals acted as the hounds in this deadly chase. Their goal was to capture Richmond and end the rebellion, and they had the weight of numbers on their side. Yet, despite their superior resources, they found themselves repeatedly outfoxed by Lee's maneuvers. Among these Union generals, one stood out General John Pope. He was a man of boldness and ambition, driven by a desire to bring the Confederate forces to their knees. Pope had recently suffered a humiliating defeat at the Second Battle of Bull Run, or Manassas, as the Confederates called it. His army had been pushed back, and Richmond remained frustratingly out of reach. Lee, for his part, remained calm and focused, constantly watching and waiting, playing a high-stakes game of chess on the battlefield. His strategy was not just about defense, he aimed to go on the offensive, to strike hard and strike fast, throwing the Union armies off balance and forcing them into retreat. It was a dangerous gamble, but Lee was a gambler by nature, and he held a steadfast belief in the capabilities of his men. Unbeknownst to both Lee and Pope, their paths were leading them towards a collision at the seemingly inconsequential locale of Chantilly. As the Union forces regrouped and the Confederate Army planned their next daring move, the stage was being set for a confrontation that would reverberate far beyond the borders of a Virginia hamlet. The fox and the hounds were poised for a showdown, a testament to the dance of strategy and resource, cunning and might. In the wake of the Second Battle of Bull Run, the Union Army found itself beaten but not broken. General John Pope, still stinging from his recent defeat, sought to regroup his forces and regain lost ground. His adversary, General Lee, having tasted victory, was all too eager to press his advantage. 
the choices made by these two men set a course that would ultimately lead to the plains of Chantilly. For Pope, the loss at Bull Run was a grim reminder of the enemy's strength. Nevertheless, he recognized that retreat was not an option. With the capital at risk and the nation's hopes resting on his shoulders, Pope focused on fortifying his position, rallying his demoralized troops, and preparing for the next engagement. Among the ranks, talk circulated about a fresh force to bolster their numbers, led by a one-armed general known for his unyielding spirit and tactical brilliance, Philip Kearney. Lee, on the other hand, was keenly aware of the Union's vulnerabilities. He saw an opportunity to strike another blow before the Northern forces could regain their footing. His plan was audacious, divide his forces, catch the Union off guard, and encircle them before they had a chance to react. But such a plan was fraught with danger. One misstep could lead to disaster. As Lee's and Pope's forces moved in a deadly dance, their paths converged on a small hamlet named Chantilly. Here, in this unassuming corner of Virginia, the seeds of conflict had been sown. The conditions were ripe for a confrontation that would test the mettle of both armies and leave an indelible mark on the annals of the Civil War. Unbeknownst to them, the events at Chantilly would echo beyond the confines of the battlefield, influencing the course of the war and shaping the future of a nation torn apart by conflict. The stage was set, the actors in place, and the curtain was about to rise on one of the Civil War's most dramatic encounters. Chapter 2 The Eve of Battle Philip Kearney was a man made for war. Born into a life of privilege, he had chosen a path that was far from the comforts of wealth. A graduate of the famed Military Academy at West Point, Kearney was a seasoned warrior, having proved his mettle on battlefields across the globe. Kearney was a sight to behold, a figure of relentless determination and fiery spirit. He had lost an arm in the Mexican-American War but refused to let it dampen his resolve. Indeed, the sight of him charging into battle, reins clenched in his teeth, a sword in his only hand, served as a beacon of inspiration for his men. This one-armed general was a hard taskmaster but deeply admired by his soldiers. He led from the front, earning respect for his bravery and tactical brilliance. Kinney's style of command was characterized by swift, decisive action. He believed in taking the fight to the enemy, not waiting for the battle to come to him. In the days following the setback at Bull Run, when the Union forces were in desperate need of a morale boost, Kinney's arrival was a glimmer of hope. Soldiers straightened their backs a little more, and officers spoke in hushed, reverent tones. A sense of renewed determination wafted through the ranks. Kearney was not just a promising general, he was a beacon of hope in the face of adversity. Little did they know, however, that the Battle of Chantilly would test Kinney's mettle like never before. The general and his men were heading towards a storm, both literal and metaphorical. And as they marched towards the impending conflict, the promise of General Philip Kearney was about to be put to the ultimate test. While Kearney joined Pope to bolster the Union forces, Robert E. Lee was mapping out his next move. Around him, his trusted generals, including the legendary Stonewall Jackson and the calm James Longstreet, were embroiled in a flurry of preparations. A palpable sense of anticipation hung over the Confederate camp. 
Li's plan was audacious, even risky, but his men had learned to trust their commander's instincts. Li's strategy was a classic divide and conquer. He would split his forces, sending Jackson on a fast-paced march to flank the Union army. This maneuver, if successful, would allow the Confederates to trap Pope's army between Jackson and Longstreet's corps. It was a gamble, but Lee knew that the element of surprise was on his side. Across the lines, Pope and Kearney were plotting their own countermeasures. With the arrival of Kearney and his men, Pope felt a renewed sense of confidence. Their plan was simple, rally the troops, fortify their positions, and then, with the fresh reinforcements, launch a counteroffensive against the Confederate forces. For this plan to work, they needed time, time to regroup and reinforce their lines. But time was something they might not have. As the Union generals were strategizing, their Confederate counterparts were already on the move. The air was thick with tension, and an uneasy quiet hung over the battlefield as both sides braced themselves for the imminent clash. The war plans etched in the tents of generals would soon be tested under the harsh light of battle at Chantilly. What lay ahead was more than just a clash of arms, it was a clash of strategies, of wills, and of destinies. Each decision, each order, every movement on the chessboard of war could alter the course of the conflict and, in doing so, shape the future of a nation in the throes of a civil war. As the battle raged on, an ominous specter began to creep over the battlefield. Dark clouds rolled in, casting a shadow over Chantilly. A storm was brewing, and it was fast approaching. The elements were adding an unpredictable factor to an already chaotic situation. The battlefield had turned into a race against time. General Pope, sensing the urgency, urged his men forward, hoping to break the Confederate lines before the storm hit. His voice rose above the din of the battle, calling out orders and rallying his troops. His eyes frequently darted to the sky, gauging the advancing storm. Pope knew that if the storm broke before they could gain an upper hand, the deluge would make the battle even more treacherous. Across the battlefield, General Kearney took charge of the Union's left flank. Even with the storm looming, Kearney was undeterred. With the reins clenched in his teeth, he rallied his men, leading them into the fray. The sight of their one-armed general, unfazed by the impending storm, spurred the Union soldiers on. In contrast, Lee saw the approaching storm as an ally. He knew the torrential rain could disrupt the Union forces and create opportunities for his men. Encouraging his troops to press their attack, Lee aimed to use the storm to his advantage. His eyes held a steely determination, reflecting his resolve to seize the day, storm or no storm. As the storm clouds gathered overhead, the Battle of Chantilly reached a fever pitch. Both sides pushed forward, undeterred by the impending deluge. Soldiers on both sides fought not just against each other, but also against the ticking clock. Amidst the roar of cannons and the clamor of battle, the rain began to fall, adding a new layer of chaos to the frenzied conflict. The race against time had become a battle within a battle, a critical element in the unfolding drama of Chantilly. Chapter 3 A Day in Hell As dawn broke on September 1, 1862, 
the sleepy Virginia hamlet of Chantilly was jolted awake by the sounds of war. The stillness of the early morning air was shattered by the roar of cannons and the drumbeat of marching feet. The Battle of Chantilly had begun. On one side were the Confederate forces, led by the tactical genius of Robert E. Lee. His plan had unfolded as intended, with Stonewall Jackson's troops flanking the Union Army. Now it was time to close the trap. As the sun rose, Lee's men advanced, their bayonets glinting in the morning light, a gray wave rolling towards the Union lines. On the other side, the Union forces stood firm. General John Pope, his face etched with determination, rallied his men. Beside him, General Philip Kearney, with his one good arm, held a sword aloft. The sight of the one-armed general, unyielding in the face of the Confederate onslaught, served as a beacon of inspiration for his men. Then the first shots rang out, the sound echoing off the surrounding hills. Cannonballs tore through the air, leaving trails of smoke in their wake. Infantrymen charged, their yells muffled by the thunder of artillery. The peaceful fields of Chantilly had transformed into a battlefield, the ground shaking with the force of the conflict. Amidst the chaos of battle, the strategies of Lee, Pope, and Kearney were put to the test. As gunpowder filled the air and the ground became slick with mud and blood, the fates of thousands hung in the balance. And as the Battle of Chantilly raged, the course of the Civil War was about to take a dramatic turn. The first droplets of rain turned into a downpour as the storm unleashed its fury on the battlefield. With each passing moment, the conditions worsened, reducing visibility and turning the ground into a muddy quagmire. But even the might of the storm could not halt the conflict. If anything, the battle became even more frenzied, as if both sides were determined to outlast not only each other but also the elements. Amidst this chaos, General Philip Kinney's figure stood out. He was a sight to behold, unfazed by the rain pouring down on him, leading his men against the Confederate onslaught. His one good arm wielded his sword, slashing through the curtain of rain. Kearney was everywhere, rallying his men, shouting orders, instilling in them a sense of purpose even as the storm threatened to drown out all sense of order. On the Confederate side, Lee and his men pressed their advantage, bolstered by the storm's disruption to the Union's plans. As Lee had anticipated, the storm was playing into their hands, causing disarray among the Union forces. Lee, under the shelter of a small grove, observed the battlefield, his keen eyes studying the movements of his enemy, looking for any sign of weakness. But in the storm, lines blurred, friend and foe became indistinguishable and navigation turned treacherous. Men slipped in the mud, struggled to load wet rifles, and squinted against the rain to identify their targets. The Battle of Chantilly had transformed into a struggle against nature. Through the wind and rain, the armies clashed. It was a battle fought not just on a field in Virginia, but against the might of a storm, against time, and against the very elements. It was war in its rawest form, gritty, brutal, and relentless. In these challenging conditions, the true mettle of the soldiers and their leaders was tested. And amidst the storm, the fate of the Battle of Chantilly was being sealed. In the heart of the storm, amidst the chaos and confusion, 
the Battle of Chantilly took a tragic turn. General Philip Kearney, the one-armed hero of the Union, was riding along the battle lines, rallying his men. In the heavy rain and waning light, he inadvertently crossed into enemy lines. Amid the swirling tempest, Kearney was surrounded by Confederate soldiers. He was ordered to surrender, but he did not comply. A man of unwavering courage, Kearney attempted to fight his way out. But the odds were against him. A shot rang out in the storm, its echo carried away by the wind and rain. Kearney was hit. The general who had inspired countless men, who had stood undeterred in the face of overwhelming odds, fell from his horse. The news of his death spread like a shockwave through the Union ranks. The loss of Kearney was not just the loss of a promising general but a blow to the morale of his men. Back at the Union lines, General Pope received the news with a heavy heart. The sight of Kinney's lifeless body being brought back was a chilling reminder of the high cost of war. It was a tragic end for a man who had become a symbol of courage and tenacity. On the Confederate side, even amidst the celebration of their victory, there was a respectful silence for the fallen enemy. The Confederate general, A.P. Hill, who found Kinney's body, is reported to have said, I would rather have lost my right arm than have lost Kearney. Such was the respect the valiant general commanded, even from his adversaries. The Battle of Chantilly raged on, but the storm, both literal and metaphorical, had claimed one of its most prominent figures. The fall of Kearney was a poignant chapter in this historic conflict, a grim reminder of the unforgiving nature of war. The echo of that gunshot, muffled by the storm, would resonate in the annals of history as the moment when a hero fell. Chapter 4 The Scales Tip As the storm gradually abetted and the echo of that failed gunshot still hung heavy in the air, the Battle of Chantilly was on the verge of a decisive turn. Despite the tragic loss of General Kearney, the Union forces rallied, spurred on by the memory of their fallen comrade. It was as though Kinney's spirit was still with them, urging them to fight on. General Pope, rallying his troops under the banner of their fallen hero, ordered a renewed assault. The Union soldiers charged, their shouts carrying Kinney's name. They fought with renewed vigor, the memory of their fallen general pushing them beyond their limits. The Confederate lines, having expected an easy victory after Kinney's death, were taken aback by the ferocity of the counterattack. On the Confederate side, Lee maintained his tactical superiority. His keen understanding of the battlefield allowed him to navigate the precarious situation. Yet, the unexpected fierceness of the Union's renewed vigor forced the Confederates to reconsider their strategy. The battleground, soaked from the storm and stained with the blood of fallen soldiers, echoed with cries of defiance as Union troops advanced. The early morning sun began to shine through the dissipating storm clouds, casting long shadows on the ground. This new light, breaking through the storm, seemed to mirror the resurgence of the Union forces. In this tug of war, the tide began to turn. The Battle of Chantilly, which had seen its share of tactical maneuvers, treacherous weather, and personal loss, was entering a new phase. It was no longer just a contest between two opposing armies, but a struggle for morale and momentum. The death of a hero had become the rallying point of a renewed push, 
a testament to the human spirit's indomitable resolve in the face of adversity. Despite the Union's renewed vigor and the momentum shifting slightly in their favor, not everything went according to plan for the Union forces. They were still struggling with missed opportunities, which significantly influenced the battle's outcome. General Pope, a commander known for his tactical acumen, saw his plans falter under the combined weight of challenging weather and enemy resistance. One such missed opportunity involved the Union's delay in exploiting a gap in the Confederate lines. A key Confederate position had been weakened, but the Union forces failed to capitalize on it due to poor communication and the disarray caused by the storm. This delay allowed Lee to reinforce his positions, preventing what could have been a significant breakthrough for the Union. Another critical missed opportunity was Pope's initial hesitation in using the Union's numerical advantage. Pope had been wary of overstretching his lines and had held back his reserves. By the time he ordered them into battle, the Confederates had already consolidated their lines, making it much harder for the Union forces to break through. And, of course, the most poignant missed opportunity was the loss of General Kearney, a commander whose bold leadership and tactical ingenuity could have potentially changed the battle's outcome. His absence was not just a personal loss but also a strategic setback for the Union forces. These lost opportunities would come to define the Battle of Chantilly for the Union. Despite their bravery and resilience, they were constantly hampered by these missed chances. The battlefield was as much a tale of heroism and struggle as it was of lost opportunities and what-ifs. It underscored that. In war, victory or defeat could hinge on seizing the moment when it presented itself. The story of Chantilly was a harsh lesson in how fleeting and decisive such moments could be. As the dust of the battle settled and the day's last rays of sun disappeared beyond the horizon, an eerie calm fell over the field of Chantilly. The cacophony of war had given way to a deathly silence, punctuated only by the intermittent groans of wounded men both Union and Confederate. The battlefield had transformed into a somber monument to the human cost of war. In the aftermath, both sides took stock of their losses and victories. Despite the Union forces' spirited push, the Confederates held their ground, achieving their goal of delaying Pope's forces from joining with McClellan's. Though the cost had been high, the Confederate strategy of delay had paid off. General Lee looking out over the battlefield, felt a mix of relief and sorrow. Victory had come at a cost, the signs of which lay strewn across the battlefield. On the Union side, General Pope was left to grapple with the weight of the missed opportunities and the loss of General Kearney. His gaze lingered on the spot where Kearney had fallen, a constant reminder of the high cost they had paid. Despite the loss, the Union army had shown remarkable resilience fighting valiantly against both the Confederates and the elements. Pope knew that this spirit would be crucial in the battles yet to come. As the night fell, the field of Chantilly was a tableau of the harsh realities of war. Thousands of men lay dead or wounded, their dreams and hopes extinguished on the sodden battleground. The Battle of Chantilly, fought against the backdrop of a storm, was a stark reminder of war's unpredictability and its unflinching toll. It was not just the landscape that bore the scars of the conflict, the soldiers, too, carried with them the memories of this battlefield. 
It was a night that would remain etched in their minds, a constant reminder of the courage, loss, and missed opportunities that define the Battle of Chantilly. The field fell quiet, but the echoes of the day's events would reverberate long after the last soldier had left. Chapter 5 Ripples of Chantilly In the grand tapestry of the American Civil War, the Battle of Chantilly was just one among many bloody conflicts, yet it carried far-reaching implications that would shape the course of the war. Though relatively short in duration, this battle proved pivotal in influencing both military strategies and public sentiments. Firstly, the Confederate victory at Chantilly emboldened the South. The successful delay of the Union forces added another chapter to Lee's growing reputation as a master tactician. The victory bolstered the Confederate morale and strengthened their resolve, further prolonging the war. Moreover, the loss of General Kearney had a profound effect on the Union forces. Kearney, a veteran and a beloved figure, was seen as a beacon of hope by many. His loss sent shockwaves throughout the North, affecting the morale of the soldiers and the public alike. Yet, in a way, his death also served as a rallying cry, a symbol of sacrifice that strengthened the Union's determination to win the war. The Battle of Chantilly also led to a reassessment of tactics by both sides. The role of weather, as well as the strategic importance of communication and timely decision-making, became evident in this battle. These lessons would influence future strategies, leading to a shift in warfare tactics. On a broader scale, the Battle of Chantilly indirectly influenced the political sphere as well. The Union's inability to secure a quick victory led to public disillusionment and pressure on President Lincoln's administration. This would eventually culminate in the Emancipation Proclamation, which transformed the character of the war, making it a fight not just for Union, but also for freedom. In this manner, the Battle of Chantilly had far-reaching implications beyond its immediate outcome. It was more than just a military confrontation. It was a pivotal moment that would echo throughout the corridors of history, influencing the course of the Civil War and the fate of the United States. The Battle of Chantilly held a crucial strategic position in the larger context of the Civil War, primarily because of its proximity to the Union capital, Washington, D.C. By delaying the Union forces rejoining and strengthening the defense of Washington, the Confederates aimed to keep the threat to the Union capital alive. General Lee, understanding the symbolic and strategic importance of the capital, saw an opportunity to strike a decisive blow to the Union's morale and war efforts. The Confederate victory at Chantilly was part of this larger plan, designed to wear down Union forces, keeping them off balance and under pressure. At the same time, the Union was desperately fighting to keep its capital safe. The political and psychological implications of losing Washington, D.C. were immense. Therefore, despite setbacks like Chantilly, Union forces, under leaders like General Pope, were determined to protect the capital at all costs. This resolve led to ferocious fighting in battles following Chantilly, as the Union forces fought with renewed vigor to keep the Confederate threat at bay. The Battle of Chantilly was part of this high-stakes chess game where cities and territories were not just land, but pawns that could tilt the balance of the war. 
its close proximity to the capital and the implications it had for the safety of Washington, D.C. placed the Battle of Chantilly in the center of this strategic tug-of-war. For the soldiers on both sides, it was more than a battle, it was a fight for their way of life, their ideals, and the future of their nation. They were not merely fighting against an enemy army, they were defending their homes, their families, and their capital. The echoes of their courage and sacrifice at Chantilly would reverberate long after the guns had fallen silent. War, as tragic and destructive as it is, often serves as a crucible for learning and innovation, and the Battle of Chantilly was no exception. As the sounds of the battle receded into the annals of history, the lessons it bore came into focus, etching themselves into the psyche of the American military and the nation as a whole. One key lesson was the importance of adaptability. The unexpected storm that raged during the battle turned the tide in unexpected ways, illustrating that a successful military campaign required both sound strategy and the flexibility to adapt to unforeseen circumstances. The tragic death of General Kearney also highlighted the importance of leadership and its role in maintaining morale and driving the war effort. Kenny's loss was keenly felt within the Union ranks, and yet his legacy of bravery and determination served as a powerful motivator for the soldiers who remained. His death reminded everyone that true leadership transcended the physical presence of the leader and resided in the hearts of those who followed. For the Confederates, the Battle of Chantilly underscored the power of strategic delay as a viable military tactic. General Lee's decision to slow the Union's progress rather than seek outright victory helped preserve Confederate strength for subsequent battles and demonstrated that sometimes, winning a war isn't about winning every battle. Finally, the battle also taught both sides the importance of good communication and decisive action. From Pope's misjudged order to Kinney's fatal misunderstanding, it was clear that the fog of war could be just as deadly as any enemy. The importance of clear, timely information and decisive action in the heat of battle was a lesson deeply ingrained by this confrontation. Thus, as the Civil War raged on, the Battle of Chantilly's lessons resonated across subsequent campaigns. It served as a powerful reminder that victories and losses on the battlefield were not just shaped by numbers or firepower, but also by strategy, leadership, adaptability, communication, and decisive action. Chapter 6. Legacy of the Battle In the annals of American history, General Philip Kearney stands as a towering figure whose courage, leadership, and sacrifice left an indelible mark on the nation's psyche. In the wake of the Battle of Chantilly, Kearney emerged not just as a respected general, but a martyr whose legacy would inspire future generations. Kearney, a seasoned soldier, was known for his boldness and tenacity. His final moments at Chantilly, riding bravely into the chaotic storm and enemy fire, was testament to his unyielding spirit. But it wasn't his courage alone that won the hearts of his soldiers and the public, it was his fierce dedication to his men, his relentless pursuit of victory, and his unwavering loyalty to the Union cause. His untimely death transformed him into a symbol of ultimate sacrifice for the Union cause. His last words, I am a dead man, echoed through the minds of his soldiers, reminding them of the grave costs of war and the sacrifices made for freedom and unity. 
Kinney's death also inspired a surge of patriotic fervor among the northern populace. His story was shared in homes and taverns, across newspapers and pulpit speeches, painting a picture of a valiant hero who gave his life for his country. In death, Kearney became a powerful emblem of the Union's resolve and determination, a martyr general whose spirit would rally the North in the darkest days of the Civil War. His legacy lived on long after his death, not just in the military, but in the hearts and minds of the American public. Schools, streets, and monuments were named in his honor, ensuring that the memory of the brave General Kearney, the martyr of Chantilly, would never fade. He stood as a beacon of bravery, sacrifice, and devotion to a cause greater than oneself, a lesson as relevant today as it was in the tumultuous times of the Civil War. As time passed, the Battle of Chantilly, once a focal point of conflict and contention, evolved into a chapter of history deeply embedded in the American consciousness. The battle, the men who fought it, and the leaders who led it were no longer merely participants in a war but significant figures in the narrative of a nation shaped by conflict and unity. In the annals of history, the battle came to be known for its unusual circumstances, the dramatic storm, the tragic loss of General Kearney, the desperate fight in the rain-soaked fields. Yet, it was more than the battle itself, it was the stories of those who fought it that gave Chantilly its lasting impact. General Lee, who masterminded the tactical delay, became an iconic figure of Southern military prowess. His innovative strategies and leadership were studied and admired by military scholars and historians alike. Despite being on the losing side of the Civil War, Lee's military genius was recognized and respected, and his role in the Battle of Chantilly was a testament to his tactical brilliance. General Pope, on the other hand, emerged as a resilient figure. Despite the defeat at Chantilly and the subsequent criticism, Pope's determination and commitment to the Union cause was unwavering. He served as a reminder that perseverance in the face of adversity was as commendable as victory itself. The Battle of Chantilly became an enduring lesson about the unpredictability of war, the importance of leadership, the weight of sacrifice, and the immense courage of ordinary men in extraordinary circumstances. As a snapshot of a tumultuous era in American history, it painted a vivid picture of the struggles and sacrifices that defined a nation. As the years turned into decades and then centuries, the Battle of Chantilly lived on, not just as a historical event, but as a narrative of human courage, sacrifice, and resilience. Its lessons continued to resonate, reminding future generations of the costs of war and the bravery of those who fought it. In the aftermath of the Civil War, as the echoes of cannon fire faded into the annals of history, the battlegrounds that once bristled with soldiers and rang with the cries of war slowly returned to their quietude. Among these, the fields of Chantilly, once a theater of battle, transformed into a silent testament to the historical events that unfolded there. Today, one would find it hard to believe that this serene landscape was once the backdrop of a fierce battle. The verdant fields, once soaked in the rain and blood of the fallen, are now adorned with tranquil paths and verdant trees, offering little hint of the fierce combat that once raged here. Yet, subtle reminders of the past remain. Plaques and markers are scattered across the fields, quietly narrating the story of the battle, the strategic maneuvers, 
the key players, and the tragic loss of the brave General Kearney. They stand as silent sentinels of history, guiding visitors through the chapters of the past. On quiet days, one could almost hear the faint echoes of General Kenny's fateful charge or see the ghostly images of soldiers battling amidst the tempest. These whispers of the past serve as a stark reminder of the realities of war, the sacrifices made, and the lessons learned. In its silence, the battlefield of Chantilly speaks volumes. It holds stories of courage and fear, triumph and defeat, life and death, unity and division. It serves as a testament to the tumultuous times of the Civil War and the nation that emerged from its ashes. Today, the fields of Chantilly stand as a symbol of resilience and remembrance, bearing the weight of the past while embracing the tranquility of the present. As visitors walk its peaceful paths, the echoes of history remind us of the cost of freedom and the strength of a nation born out of conflict. As the battlefield has transformed from a stage of war to silent ground, it continues to bear witness to history, ensuring that the stories and sacrifices of the past are never forgotten.